There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Three, two, one, go! <laughs> <laughs> The Square Ball Podcast. To buy the Square Ball magazine, get back issues and podcasts, visit thesquareball.net. Welcome to the new season of the Square Ball Podcast. In this first pod, we wonder who deserves more forgiveness, Son of Sam or the Sons of Scum? We get excited about fullbacks, friendlies, and Forest and Derby, and Bradford City meet their match in their local gym. Well then, we're back after a near three-month hiatus, and without further ado, let me welcome back the tremendous trio. Uh, the regular guys are back in the studio. Michael Normanson's here. Hello. Hello to Moscow White. Hello. And Oddie's here as well. Hello. First up, let me start with an apology as well. I feel like I owe uh, the, the audience, the listeners, an apology. And, and us. us. Yeah, <laughs> and you. Uh, we did actually come back into the studio three weeks ago to record our summer roundup, uh, but I, I broke the Square Ball podcast, so um, we couldn't release it. It was a little bit unus- uh, unusable. So uh, apologies, everybody, for that. It was brilliant as well. It was, the, it was by far the best one we've ever done. <laughs> I think it was it not more akin to that first day back at school after you've uh, been away for the school holidays and you've forgotten how to do everything. It was a bit like that, wasn't it? Well, it was for you. We were all quite good. <laughs> it was just the, uh, just the recording that went on. <laughs> I thought it was so bad I just sabotaged it, to be honest. <laughs> no, it was a bit sloppy, to be fair. I think it's, uh, this is going to be much better. Oh. <laughs> of course it will. First one back of the new season. Um... Well, let's have a little summer roundup there. And what have we all been doing uh, with our summer break since we uh, since we last spoke at the uh, start of May? No, <laughs> I don't really have much of a life. I watched three games of football a week in June and then realised that the summer was finished. And now I'm here. I don't know where it's gone. Sorry. <laughs> it's not like when I was at school and got six weeks off. I just went to work every day. Should we patch the Samaritans into the desk here? Or <laughs> Maybe. It's going to be all right. <laughs> well, there was a World Cup we watched... Which yeah. was pretty poor in the end. Wasn't yeah. it rubbish? I'd it was rubbish, yeah. yeah. New Zealand's yeah. kit was nice. Yeah, that was, it was very good. good. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a disappointing summer, all in all. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you go on about three holidays? You went to Barcelona, Dubrovnik. Oh, that was in April. Well, we can't talk about April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to Dubrovnik, that was nice. That was po- post-World Cup, obviously. I made, made sure I didn't miss any of that. <laughs> but yeah, the World Cup's really the only... The only Thing worth talking about over summer, and wasn't it? It's a, a huge, a huge anticlimax so. after after such a, a high point for us with the promotion and all that. Yeah, I just get a bit resentful of England because you've no option. I know, I know, supporting Leeds doesn't really feel optional anymore, but <laughs> you've no option but supporting England, really. So, and even though you might hate most of the players, you've got to 
try and get behind them, but then they, they let you down so badly, you just grow to hate them even more. Because we were so poor in that first game, and it was only the second day of the World Cup, I thought, I'm not going to enjoy this. Jabalani, rubbish. Mm. Goalkeepers, rubbish. Just all a bit rubbish, wasn't it? At least Howard Webb did as proud. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd actually love him when he plays, um, when he refs over at Old Trafford or Anfield, and he goes to book Gerard, just pulls out his medal instead of the yellow card. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Where did that get in there? You will never see one in your lifetime. Yeah. Um, I actually, with my summer, um, I've been spending a fair amount of time naked with the Bradford City team. <laughs> no, fine. No, I've seen the pictures. Yeah. Looks, it looked nice. If you got out alive, for them anyway. Fair play. <laughs> No, the, re- the reason for this is because, uh, as, you, as you can probably tell, uh, I joined the gym at the back end of June. Um, and You're looking absolutely stacked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it just so happens that the gym I'm at is the one that the Bradford City team train at as well, so I've, I've, I've crossed paths with uh, various football. Not the one who's just been set down for murder, no. um, but I've crossed paths with quite a lot of uh, the Bradford City squad. Don't want to bump into him in the showers. Probably. Definitely not. Definitely not. Given his current accommodation, um, I might have been getting some practicing. And I've um, I've made it my mission to get a picture um, of Peter Taylor holding a square ball. Um, what are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to ma- I'm going to make sure I get a picture of him holding the square ball, um, and I'm going to make sure we circulate it to every Bradford City forum and stuff like that. Give him give him a cheesy thumbs up, that sort of thing. You go down well. They love us, really. Yeah, I think it says it all when the highlight of the summer is somebody getting shot in the face and a mentally ill footballer turns up. Uh, of course, referring to Gaza, uh, that was probably the... When I say high point, I don't mean it in that sense, but the the biggest talking point of the summer. Uh, Gaza showing up with some chicken and a, and a fishing rod. The strange I mean, thing was is that it wasn't surprising. Because no. Moscow sent me a text sort of saying, Gaza's just turned up, and I'm not joking. And I thought, well, no, it does sort of make sense. It's in the <laughs> northeast. It's a big media event. He's going to turn up. I'm sure most riversides in the northeast probably at the weekend, Gaza does turn up with some chicken, some beer, fishing rod. It's just there happened to be a guy with a gun. Don't forget the dressing one. gown, of course. And the well, dressing yeah. gown. Yeah. The um, oh, you feel, Peter Beardsley was supposed to be looking after him. That's that's what made me angry. I mean, never mind the fact that the uh, probation services probably should have been keeping an eye on Raoul Moat. Peter Beardsley was supposed to be keeping an eye on Paul Gascoigne, and he's let the country down. Sorry to get on my high horse, but it's the way I feel. <laughs> on a serious point, it is quite sad what's happened to Gaza because he, he probably, looking at him, you, you think he's probably a man who's not going to be around for that much longer because in one way or another he probably is going to die fairly soon, which is really sad because he was, you know, 20 years ago, he was the best footballer in the world, more or less. So, And now he's walking around with a dressing gown on a riverbank trying to coax a gunman out with a fishing rod. It's not, um, not a... Career path that you would uh, you would quite expect. That was one of the other responses I got when I was texting people to say that was happening. Someone just re- replied saying, uh, "That man was my hero." <laughs> it's it's true. It's sad, but he. Um, Ramo, your best mate as well. <laughs> Ramo was my hit. No, I don't want to be quoted saying that because I talk radio for hounding me at home. Um, Blame it on the immigrants if they're ringing. That's what they do for most things. Let's be inflammatory and get people to ring up our 0871 number. That's Talksport, not the square ball, I'd just like to add. We're an 0898 number. (laughs) 
I, I spent far too long on my misspent youth ringing 0898 12 11 80. I would just like to stress. That's a, it's an <laughs> entirely different kind of uh, 0898 number, but yeah, you could get them. Um, if you're too young to remember that, by the way, and you're listening, that was the, the old club call number. Uh, you might have to Google club call to find out what it used to be. It was an extortion service, really, yeah. wasn't it? For, yeah. Yes. For impressionable teenagers who get excited about Leeds' World Cup style that's on the way, and it turned out it'd be a bloody... Small child. Yeah, thing. a Brazilian groundsman we'd signed or something as well, which is... Funny how history repeats itself, <laughs> isn't it? Just yeah. get it for free now. We'll talk about our uh, Brazilian child... Uh, <laughs> trialists a little bit later on in the podcast. I had to be careful about what I was phrasing that as then. I wasn't quite sure where I was going with it. Leeds United putting children on trial like some (laughs) some kind of... Cambodian (laughs) war camp or something. I think we've wandered off topic. Uh, What about Leeds? A little little bit, yeah. Uh, My final observation from the summer is actually something I experienced at the gym. Did I mention that I've joined a gym, by the way? Well, you, you, don't, you don't need to mention it, we can see you. <laughs> You're an absolute glorious-looking man. <laughs> Charles Atlas, eat your heart out. Right, um, yeah, was that, there was a guy there today, and this is it's kind of superfluous, but I, I, I was thinking about it. He can't have been any older than about 23. He had a full moustache today. <laughs> this is what I used to phone 0898 numbers for. <laughs> and I'm I was thinking, beginning you get, to sweat. footballers don't have any facial hair anymore, do they? Not proper man facial hair, not like the 70s and 80s. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of designer stuff, scratchy beards and stuff. Yeah, but um, this guy, at what point does a does a beard become inappropriate or a moustache? Oh dear, I mean you're the most <laughs> senior member of this this particular little gang of ours. So, um, at what point did you decide to grow that full uh, Darwin style beard? <laughs> a long, long time ago, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about old style footballers today, actually, because Blackpool were linked with someone called Keith. And I thought you don't get many footballers called Keith anymore, do you? <laughs> it's like a good, old, it's like a good old-fashioned name. I, I presumed he was rubbish because of that, which is probably unf- unfair on the man. So I was scum at that Michael Clegg coming through their youth team. I was actually quite hoped he'd make it because he needed a Cleggy. He sounds like Premier someone League. from Last of the Summer Wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God Cleggy. Anyway, let's uh, let's tie that up quickly before we wander anywhere. Throw it in else. the river. Yes. Um, just to uh, let you know, you can get in touch with us via Facebook, find the group on there, and you can tweet us at the Square Ball. Of course, you can email us podcast at the squareball.net. <laughs> Let's turn our attention now then to matters Leeds United and we'll have a little look at what's been happening over the summer. Uh, first things first, transfers, I guess. Worth pointing out before we go any further that we did record this on, on Monday night, so you might be listening to it after players have either come or gone, so we'll just insert that particular caveat there. Uh, should we start with players out? Let's start on the negative note. <laughs> Who do we want to get rid of? Well, it would be nice if Sheehan, Michelik, Robinson, Kandal took the hint um, <laughs> got, the, got the message I think everybody going to um, Slovakia apart from Lubomir perhaps could have given him a clue that um, um, there is an argument that we could have taken him back to Slovakia and left him there and we didn't even bother doing that and Sheehan was putting um, the reserve team the other day amongst like a lot of 17-year-old kids and Alan Sheehan, so he presumably will be getting the message as so well. That, well there's, there's talk, isn't there, we, we, we mentioned it last season on the podcast, that Sheehan's something of a bad apple in the camp, bad influence on Bradley Johnson. Well, I've, seen, I've seen pictures of him online going shopping with Billy Painter, and <laughs> they were buying pizzas. So that just shows the influence of the man. <laughs> that'll, be the, that'll be the Swindon connection. <laughs> Billy Painter had never never tasted a pizza before he met Alan Sheehan. I <laughs> <laughs> um, like Mikulik and Robinson, you suspect there's an element of, of wages there, and perhaps uh, Candle to an extent as well. But Obviously, don't fancy Mikulik. Robinson, whatever, you know, big boy. Um, and Trezor, I mean, Trezor Candle's just not really what we need now, is he, going forward? That was Robinson. Did Mikulik get a squad number? Robinson did. 
Can't we gave Mick like 87 or something. <laughs> sure. we, gave him, we gave him a really poor one. And Trez hasn't even been given one, has he? TK20, he's gone. Mm. Also getting released then, uh, the statement at the start of the summer was Casper Ankergren, um, Rui Marquez. Um, no great surprises in those two, do we not think? Because Rui sort of disappeared off the face of the earth, almost like what happened uh, to him under Blackwell. Um, and Casper had his time sort of run out at Leeds. Yeah, I think so. He, he left us with a few good memories this season with it because he played fellow well in the cup games and and all that. But yeah, he's not he's not anywhere near as good as Higgs is in. Obviously, with what um, bringing in the other Casper, then it's um, yeah clearly the right time for him to go. Because at his age, he can't be the third choice somewhere really, can he? No, and I th- probably on a decent wage as well. I'm guessing. Um, well, speaking of the of the Danish Casper go around, let's turn our attention now to uh, <laughs> to the incomings. Do you not like that? No, oh, I love that. That's quite yeah. good. Um, he was the first summer signing, was Casper uh, Schmeichel, coming in on the 27th of May. Uh, I'll quickly run through the through the seven of them. We've got Casper on the 27th of May. Uh, second of June saw the arrival of Billy Painter uh, to be completed properly on the 1st of July. Uh, 10th of June saw Connolly coming from Derby. Uh, Bassoni joined him from Swansea on the 16th. Well, technically a free agent, actually. Uh, we actually paid proper money for Nia Lilla Collins, 7th of July. Uh, followed a couple of days later by Lloyd Sam uh, on the 9th. And last one before we actually recorded this podcast was just before the weekend, wasn't it? Alex Bruce signing on the, the 30th of July and bookending a, a sort of uh, Sons of Scum uh, theme to this summer's uh, transfer activity. It is awkward. With I mean, if you think about the, um, the team that their dads were in, they, it was also a team with Dennis Irwin. Um, left back, which again is a, an ex Leeds. He went the other way, so it's all a little bit odd. If we ended up Schmeichel, Bruce, I don't know if Pallister had children. With the Sons of Scum thing, is it is it not that there's a I don't want to say jealousy, but Steve Bruce was very fine at his his job back in the day. Steve as, Bruce was a fucking cock. I hated him. I hated that <laughs> big nosed, stupid faced. I mean, ninety seventh minute goal scoring bastard. Um, <laughs> and he'd started his career at Norwich. I mean, it's, it's pretty pathetic curly hair. So I'm not really, I'm not really bothered about that. At least Casper Schmeichel's dad was actually genuinely good, and he redeemed himself by going to play for Manchester City. Which, uh, if you ever see the footage of him in the tunnel when uh, Gary Neville refuses to shake hands with him, even though he's shit himself because he'd uh, forgotten how big he was. So I kind of don't mind. I, I don't mind either of them, but it is just as a starting point. Your dad's played. For scum, um, but so did Gordon Strachan, and he was all right. For Gordon Strachan's dad didn't play for him, <laughs> but Gordon Strachan was a hundred percent scum. I mean, at least these two are only fifty percent scum DNA. I would never have described Gordon Strachan <laughs> as a hundred percent scum. No, I mean he, 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 the whole of him played for Man United. You know, he didn't want to. He was he only followed Alex Ferguson, which I suppose is kind of worse in a way. Um, I noticed from the uh, highlights of the Wolves game that when Bruce was coming on. Um, a substitute, everybody starts singing Stand Up If You Hate Man You. Finish that, and then when he came on the pitch, round of applause, genuinely. So it's just, you know... You've got to remind them where they are, I suppose. You've got to remind them where they are and where they came from and what they've got to do. But um, I think we were all quite pleased with Casper uh, Schmeichel because he's, he's probably a very good goalkeeper, and Alex Bruce. Um, he sounds a bit like Andy Hughes, but good, in that he's, he can play central defence, midfield, right back, and he's apparently um, popular at all his clubs for his attitude and hard work. I mean, he's a hatchet man. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Andy Hughes as well, he was given a new contract extension, wasn't he? Is it, is it one year he got back at the start of the summer? 
Um, I don't mean to be a, a complete cynic at this nice positive st- uh, stage of the season, but was there an element of sympathy, a sympathy vote in the, uh, you know, the sentimental contract? I don't know. If there was, I'm glad because I, I think he deserves it. Yeah. After last if only season. for his rapping skills. <laughs> he's, he's a good player to have around. Just even well, he played virtually everywhere on the pitch, didn't he? So he's one of those players you can drop in. Yeah, I think he'll, he'll, he won't probably start that many games next season, but he's he's definitely got a role to play off the bench and, you know, at the start of last year, no one expected him to play left-back, did they? But Parker got injured for a month or whatever it was initially meant to be. He never returned. Um, and then he, he ended up there for the whole season. We've spoken at some length about um, Jermaine Beckford, obviously, uh, leaving us. He was freed up uh, from the last month of his contract at the back end of May. Uh, somebody who's taken over his number nine shirt, then Billy Painter. Um, <laughs> sorry for saying this, but he's got his knockers. Um, but he scored a lot of goals last year. So I should probably qualify that comment by explaining that in the uh, in the photo for the new kit launch, it looks rather perky, doesn't it, underneath that shirt? Well, with, with our strike force for next season, we've got Lucy, um, who we've kept. David Sommers come back wearing an Alice band, and Billy Painter wears a bra. So, <laughs> I mean, when when Max Gradle's the uh, the, the most macho of our uh, forward players, we maybe could do with uh, Enoch back. <laughs> So I mean, on a, on a more serious point, what do we think to to the painter signing? Is it is he going to? We just got to see what happens, see how it unfolds for him this season. I, I fancy him to score a few goals. Whitzel's not injured for a start. Well, that's true. Yeah, we don't know the extent of the injury yet, do we? I think they're uh, keeping that one under wraps. But he's got the ability to score goals. I would say, particularly in this side, it's looking quite good. He looked very good against us last season. It's just a, my only worry really is that last year was his first ever high scoring year, and he's in his mid twenties, which is not. Maybe that encouraging, but I don't know. We'll see how he does. Let's not write him off just yet. No, it's, um, there's always the worry with players like that, you know, James Beatty and uh, Kevin Davies and players like that. It's like one great season, get a get a move, and then doesn't really happen after that. But let's see what happens. I think there was a lot of people hoping he wouldn't get number nine and that we would be signing somebody else as well. If Baines are asked for it as well. And they went, no, we're signing someone better for that. He might have been a bit annoyed. <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> he was like, number nine's free. And they're like, no, no, that's... No, it's not. Not for you. <laughs> so we've acquired ourselves uh, another pair of fullbacks in, in Connolly from Derby and Bassoni from Swansea. I mean, Bassoni was out uh, injured quite a lot. He only, only played about half a season, did he? And he's, he sounds a little bit like a brand of ice cream uh, to me. Are we excited by... Fullback signings, or is it just the case? He's Argentinian, so he's probably brilliant. Well, I love the way that on the official site as well they made a big play of the fact that he played in the same Barcelona C team as Lionel Messi. It's very tenuous. It's like <laughs> you with your Bradford City <laughs> trained in the same gym. It's like you're claiming you could have almost been professional because of it or something. <laughs> We've not run right well on fullbacks of late, have we? No, we're still, we're still waiting for a, and still waiting for a Tony Dorigo mm, or a, yeah. you know. Stephen Crane is in the Premiership next year. That's true. Have a think about it. It was like, was he not Blackpool's player of the season or something last year or the year before? It's frightening, isn't it? They haven't even signed anybody yet, have they? And they're due to start their Premier League season in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're going off topic here. I get the feeling that Ian Holloway and Blackpool FC just don't give a fuck. They're just <laughs> going to go into the Premier League, have them giggle for a season, get relegated and... Take the money. Yeah. yeah. Bank it's the, the right money. way to do it, really, I think, for them. I just, I don't want us to be, if we ever, you know, get up there and... I don't want us to be a yo-yo club, it'll just... Well, it seems to be the way that a lot of teams do it these days, isn't it? Let's not get carried away. We've only just got back into <laughs> it. Maybe a, a yo-yo could the other way. If I, did, say, <laughs> I did say if. All right, so joining note the uh, the two full-backs, Bersoni and Connolly, we had uh, Neil Collins, Neil Lilla, two L's, 
again, steady but unspectacular signing. He's done nothing wrong to really warrant as picking him apart, I don't think. Gillingham game. Yeah. I think you, in yeah, the, come uh, on, Rio Ferdinand had his Leicester game, didn't he, when he signed? Yeah, so. that's true. The, it, but it was the Mythical Lost podcast, I think Michael pointed out, that the, photogra- the photograph they were using on the official site to welcome him back was from... Uh, was him trying to defend against the Gillingham player with three one on the scoreboard <laughs> behind him. We know what we know what he's like. He, he'll be okay. He's all right. That's the thing. He's, he's fine. He's as cover as as a start. Maybe <laughs> he'll he'll do a job. But uh, you can't really get excited about him. Are we are we not overestimating slightly the the quality that we think we might need in this division? That yeah, we probably. I don't think I don't think we'll be in any danger of being relegated or anything I know this is obviously going to be dug out at the end of the season once we've been relegated but at this stage I'd really, I'm not at all worried about us going down I mean players like Connolly Bassoni and Collins they aren't they're not marquee signings but no but I, I don't see them as being not good enough hmm. if you see what I mean yeah. but, um, they will they will work as a, as a whole I think the squad looks stronger it's just that you look at Beckford having left and Kisnobo being injured and you sort of worry that as two of the the key men they've House not they've not fit. been they've not been directly replaced we've just kind of added a bit of padding around it yeah well, perhaps it's because we're going to be looking at a different formation a different style of play which we'll move on to shortly what I was just going to say about the transfers before we do move on to other matters um the seventh man that we haven't mentioned yet um is Lloyd Sam uh 25 years old signed from Charlton on a free um the man with two first names or his name backwards <laughs> Sam Lloyd Lloyd Sam is he possibly the sort of most thrilling of the signings yet and he start, seems to have started well in pre-season well he's quick <laughs> <laughs> I might say that again <laughs> no I like that how exciting is he yeah. well he's, he, he's, no, quick. He's, he's quick he's it's what you always had to get on Sensible World of Soccer sign a fast player and you were halfway there well yeah I mean kind of laughing at it uh, in such a simplified view but it, pace is so important it's something we've lacked particularly mm. from wide positions isn't it um, in recent years so you can't fault the man that is going to run at plays he's going to cause problems you know same as Gradle Darren Huckabee <laughs> but yeah, I was actually I was actually really pleased when we signed Darren Huckabee. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I was it was rubbish, wasn't he? It? it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> We've signed the new Darren Huckabee, the Darren Huckabee of Division Two. It was like um, what is it, Peter Undlove as well. When we were always rumoured to be after him, and he, he tore us apart every time we played against him. It's probably a good job we didn't sign him because it'd have been crap if he'd have signed yeah. for us. Yeah, Sam does sound like a good signing. He uh, he, he he should be. Um, a bit of well, he's not a fullback. <laughs> he's not. He's not a. He's not a clogging fullback. And from that point of view, he is quite exciting. And it, uh, um, yeah. And sp- speaking of um, signing players' sons, obviously, if, if he has a son, he will be <laughs> son of Sam. <laughs> I keep thinking that whenever we refer to son of Scum as well. <laughs> Google it, people. Yeah, <laughs> if you're not old enough to know. Sorry, uh, if we're going right over your head. Um, also, important signings for the summer. Then Simon Grayson signed his uh, new three-year contract on the uh, 13th of July. Sacked by Christmas. Yeah, oh, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cynicism! It's I'm so sad it's returned. Like podcast ten when we got promoted, was so happy. It was just pure joy, and now, and now this. Uh, Mervyn Day's obviously uh, returned to the club as chief Sacked scout. By Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 
returns to the club. We're going up against Nottingham Forest. It's like Mervyn, you said to play in blue. Like, I don't know, I'm new at the job. <laughs> Mervyn Day's returned to the club as chief scout. We look forward to seeing what he can do. I hope he's not. Do you remember he's kicking from the 1980s when he used to just like get the ball and he used to end up going out of play for a throw either one side or another. He never used to kick straight. Mervyn Day is responsible for one of the most beautiful videos on YouTube. If you search for uh, Mervyn Day Brighton, it's um, just before the game kicks off. He's got his boots tangled up in the back of the net and he's fallen on the ground. <laughs> Chris Fairclough has to go and sort of release him like a seagull in a, in a, in a troller's how did, net. How did that happen? Well, he, he, when he's finally released, he starts moaning at the referee. He's like, that net needs moving back. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's John Elm doing the commentary. It seems to be a bit of a problem. Problem in the lead end. <laughs> because he kept, he kept his line like a fucking fairy. Mary, it's a, <laughs> a he's Mary. Come off his line like that, a fucking well, Mary. That's in the 89-90 video, isn't it? Yeah. It's Howard Wilkinson. Yeah. Axe it out. It was, that won't work on a podcast. It, it worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> he's come out like a Mary. <laughs> I think Glenn Snowden just goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes, <dude>. boss. Yes, <laughs> boss. Uh, all right, then. The other sort of major talking point that caused a bit of a hoo ha when it happened, it was announced on the 23rd of June that uh, there'd be Brazilian trialists, wow, arriving at Ellen Road in mid July. Uh, Ken Bates at the time said they've all played with top clubs in Europe at different levels. Um, fast forward a little bit further on to the 24th of July when they did arrive uh, and they completed a week's trial and of the trialists only two 16 year old midfielders uh, Gabriel Maia and uh, Valdemiro Cantu Rodriguez careful yes uh, handed another week's stay that was on the 24th of July so I presume their extra week has now run out Um, do we know if they're still in the country, I don't work for uh, Her Majesty's Customs. So, w- were you not trying to track these one of these youngsters? Well, you weren't you stalking a sixteen-year-old boy on Twitter trying to find out which. I, go- I googled. Um, That's a different story. <laughs> yeah, in the interest of research for the Squareball Podcast, I googled. We do both. research now. I do research, um, and yeah, Just copy his notes. Gabriel uh, Gabriel Mayer. There are two Gabriel Mayers on Twitter, both of whom are uh, Brazilian. Um, one of them seems more likely to be a 16-year-old. I think he's the one whose username is something like Suicide Emo XX or something. Um, and the other one has a very strange tagline, something like, and the only thing stranger than life is... Oh, no, the only thing stranger than fiction is the truth of life or something like that. Neither of them Cod, can Cod be. philosophy. Yeah. Um, but it's... Yeah, you were... Didn't... Um, didn't we have somebody on trial from Malted because uh, Susanna Bates saw him in the street and thought he looked nice? I don't know if he's come across yet. I don't know. The, but that was definitely Bates on one of his um, rambling uh, um, soliloquies on um, <laughs> Yorkshire Radio that started rambling on about how we were casting our scouting nets very wide. So this is obviously before hey, Mervyn Day. Mervyn's going to get some stamps in his passport, isn't he? <laughs> but he just claimed that... Um, his wife had seen this lad walking around downtown Valletta and um, approached him and offered him a trial, and so we had to give him one, one. for one of a better. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of skirting around the joke about Susanna with a Brazilian here, but I, I, I can't. No, I can't shoehorn it in. Moving on from that and the uh, and the Chelsea connection, do you think with the new away kit being all blue that Ken uh, obviously must have turned around and said? Uh, said, please just let them play in all blue at home just once, just for me. That's not Chelsea blue. No. It's Leeds blue. Come on. What do you think to the kit? Do you like it? Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's, it's quite right. nice, yeah. yeah. It's all right, yeah. It reminds me a lot of that the, of the Nike blue one. Just strongbow. The across. Yeah, yeah. One. yeah, yeah. And I like that kit as well. I think we, all, I think we always look 
nice. Oh, the particular Leeds United shade of blue lends itself well to a an all blue away kit. The only problem is we can never wear them because uh, yeah. they clashes with everybody. Yeah, so. it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Not it, Sheffield Wednesday on this occasion, though. No, no it, <laughs> it happened with the um, the Admiral puke kit, the vomit kit from 1993. That thing they wore. Stuttgart away and Southampton away. Lost. And then they had to do a yellow version. Lost. Well, we lost in the yellow one. <laughs> it didn't matter. But, um, yeah, I'm sure similar similar thing. Just keep wearing the yellow kit. 40 quid a pop. So with the uh, with the transfers that we've we've had in, we, we sort of touched on the, the formation issue earlier. Something that seems to really have been working in pre-season is this newfangled 4-5-1 slash 4-3-3 uh, formation. The question I was going to ask you guys was... Um, we did speculate last season on Beckford, although he offers us a lot in ter- offered us a lot rather in terms of uh, goals going forward and all the rest of it. We did suspect that with him out of the team, we might be able to become a bit more dynamic and um, we could change our shape a little bit. And it's looking like that might be tentatively bearing fruit. I think with the pre-season games, that it seems to be working well. Well, we, I think we're gearing up to expect a lot more shooting from midfield. So. Anybody with a season ticket in the upper tier of the, the <laughs> cop or the uh, south stand, but we need to uh, wear a helmet to Elwood Road. I suppose you could compare it slightly to like when Scum lost Van Nistelrooy and everyone thought it was a disaster for him, and as it was, they just kind of reworked the style and it, they unfortunately managed to continue being successful. Um, the worry for me would be that the men that you would imagine would be key in it would be Snodgrass and Gradle, and for the start of the season at least, neither of them will be about, it seems. Mm. Um, Others. There's a statement on the website this evening saying that Snowcrest isn't as bad as we first thought, but whether or not that's, that's just, Monday uh, evening as well, the time we recorded this. But by by the time the podcast comes out, he'll, he'll be dead. Yeah, we'll <laughs> <shot> him. <laughs> and I'll pull the curtain. Well, round. we'll have a funeral arrangements in the mag. <laughs> But yeah, it looks like it's it's a more flexible system. I don't know if we're going to go four four two or not, depending on whether we get another striker in or what. But at the start of the season, looking like we're going for this sort of four five one four three three. Just do what Blackwell did as well and put strikers on every wing. <laughs> <laughs> Just always a striker. Jeff Horsfield, he's a left winger. <laughs> <laughs> Pacey man in his mid thirties, wasn't he? Um, yeah, we're sort of, sort of looking at wider area again. We've always been lightweight out, out wide, lacking pace, uh, and we were very powder puff in midfield, weren't we, last year? Um, with uh, House and Doyle um, no Doyle coming back of course we're very pleased to see <laughs> Grayson announcing that, that that was we'd moved on from that uh, bless him I think he really wanted to come back as well didn't he um, but yeah so having you know the ability to put five across midfield should make us more solid and a little bit harder to beat hopefully in theory because we were getting overrun in midfield last year too many times weren't we but I just blame that mainly on not having it's more the personnel than the formation I think now I just think Kilkenny House and they're just very soft. But yeah, playing a, playing a flat four as well, though, you, you're always liable to have your, your wide men pushing forward, leaving your full-backs exposed, whereas this way we can have three men in the middle covering more ground. Should we get a, should we get a tactics board out? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great for a podcast, wouldn't it? Yeah. We'll draw some diagrams, wait for it, Alan. There we go. I think um, Michael's right about the um, the personnel being the problem, and I, kind of, I do wonder if we've got more to come. Grayson has said today that we're hoping to... He's still hoping to sign some more players. He still says that at the start of every week, though. But um, but when he did say that we're not bringing Doyle back, it did make me think there's got to be somebody coming in because he, he last season he looked at our midfield players and got Doyle, mm-hmm. and we kind of gone up a league. And he thought, well, <coughs> having those people replaced by Doyle last season will have made them better, so they'll be fine in the championship. There's got to be somebody coming in. 
I, I know. Um, Unless he's gone mental. Yeah, there's there sort of, well, there's suspicions on uh, I think on Wacko in particular that because the number four shirt's been allocated to Bruce, which that's not surprising given that his dad wore number four. Um, that and they've sort of made noises along the lines of oh, give him a red shirt if that's good. Cool. <laughs> get over <laughs> it. Get over it. The L. That he might Can be... I have European Champions 1968 above the bench. Dear me. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we, we know about Eustace and we know about Montgomery as well. Both of those fell through for whatever reasons. Um, that he's obviously still on the lookout for some sort of midfield general. The other option would be if it is a, a late premiership loan, I guess, which people seem to be predicting will happen late right, because we mm. don't want to pay the wages, apart from anything else. Um, Sanchez-Watt's been linked again today. Um, cause I, from, I got the impression last year he could probably play in the middle because he seemed he seemed quite willing to get stuck in and he was he had a bit of quality about him. So Actual genuine football in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just being a lot of, sort of huff and puff, which is what we've got from Doyle, really. <laughs> Let's turn our attention now to pre-season. Let's have a look at how it unfolded. I went off to Slovakia first. Um, anybody go? <laughs> a lot of Leeds fans went. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'll raise this because I noticed that uh, even though Liverpool's, Liverpool started their season far too early and the, Roy Hodgson was very unhappy about them having to play in the UEFA Cup in Macedonia last week and uh, such was the level of interest from Liverpool fans that uh, they didn't bother um, helping anybody get there. There was no trip. Nobody went, um, played the reserves and, uh, and yet Leeds for their first matches back... Um, which is basically just a kickabout at that stage, isn't it? You still had plenty of Leeds fans going over there. But it's a better effort than uh, than um, Liverpool's, Liverpool's um, idiots managed. Nice to have a break from the standard uh, Norway, Ireland, six pounds a pint misery yeah. well, by, <laughs> for the fans. By pure coincidence, I was in Dublin the weekend. We would have normally been playing there. But is it bloody expensive? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I know we get quite a few Irish people downloading this. Uh, I don't know how you can afford to drink or eat, actually, for that matter. So they cut out the eating. Then... All right. Just, just go for the drinking instead. But now, quite a few of my mates went over and they were saying it was like 40p to a pound a pint, so I'm sure that was, that was all right, I imagine. Let's go to Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a couple of um, Slovakian trialists who uh, didn't quite cut the muster, didn't we, who played for us uh, in the first game out there. Um, Seems to be a policy of uh, of trying a lot of people out uh, before we can sign people. Well, they always say, um, we never know when you're going to unearth a Becchio. And um, probably you could get a, a hint from perhaps the player's agent or uh, somebody you've seen him play might let you know if they're any good before you actually get to the trialling them stage. It sounded, I had listened on the radio and the midfield player sounded all right. They said the defender didn't and then uh, we got rid of both of them so, <laughs> so no, no, no news here please move on <laughs> yeah, right, we, uh, try before you buy yeah. policy that Bates is uh, adopting yeah I mean it's always it is worth having a look at people isn't it but um, it's when you feel that it's scrimping how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. ...around hoping you can, you know, find a tenor in the gutter rather than getting a job. Well, Is that kind of a, uh, a policy? Bates included in his letter to supporters before the start of the season, didn't he, that there's uh, trials available at Elland Road if, you, if your son is the next Johnny House and let us know and bring him along. Or it was if you, if you know someone. <laughs> if you just heard of anybody, you might be any good at football. If you know any small boys... <laughs> ...that might be the next Johnny House. Moving on. Um, so we returned from Slovakia uh, to... We were in quite a good mood at that point. Yeah, it was great. It was a nice sunny time in Slovakia. It was like 30 degrees. Yeah. Lovely. Went to Bury, pissed it down, got thumped 4-0. 4-1. Was it 4-0? Was it 4-0? Was it 4-0? Yeah. Just please let me have one goal. <laughs> Do we miss <laughs> a penalty? Oh, fuck it. <laughs> really not been paying attention. I can I can Google Brazilian boys, but when it comes to what Leeds did a week ago, I know nothing. Buried, after all. Yeah. Looking back, not- it's probably a good job this result happened, because otherwise there'd be such wild optimism yeah. having... Oh, so that's why I, I said cautious. Yeah, you need one, don't you, just to keep your, keep your feet on the ground. Cautious optimism. We've since remedied it and built on it a little bit. I was on holiday when... Um, when this game was on, I'd, I'd been out and I'd internet in my apartment, so I just checked on my phone the score when I came back and saw it was 4 0. And I thought, ah, oh, we'll have had a reserve team out and some trialists and nope. things. <laughs> then the next day, I actually looked at the team and I thought, oh, shit. It was actually, uh, That's actually as good as it gets. It was actually Bury who had a couple of trialists in as well. Yeah. <laughs> Bury got better the more schoolboys they brought on. It was, I think it was about 2 0 when they started making loads of changes and bringing reserves on. And that's when they started to overrun <laughs> our defence. So, oh. Our five man midfield. Failed, mm-hmm. which yeah. hopefully could have stopped the empower <laughs> onslaught. Um, so from Bury, uh, off to the beautiful uh, multi-fingered people of Hartlepool, um, and we responded well to the Bury defeat, didn't we? By uh, registering a nice little, a nice little five-goal victory, it was the perfect response. Hung a monkey. We spanked, spanked the monkey hangers. 
Yeah, let's. We also have a picture that's painting, but it's not. <laughs> Goals from all over the park as well. We had, uh, we had like four or five different scorers in that game, didn't we? Again, research could have probably told me who scored, but, <laughs> but it's Hartlepool that are pre-season friendly. I'm not. Yeah. I don't care that much, you know. If we're still doing this at the end of the season, then um, feel free. We'll be by Christmas. If we haven't fired ourselves <laughs> by Christmas, yeah. Uh, so yeah, five 0 Nice response to it to a four 0 defeat, which for me over one hundred and twenty minutes, uh, one hundred eighty minutes you play for. Yeah, over one hundred eighty minutes. That's a five four victory. So uh, we'd have taken that. That suggests we're playing pub football, but we're in five four. Uh, from Hartlepool we possibly went and got a ferry over to Norway but more likely they just flew um, and we went over to there to see um, a legion of, uh, of of Norwegian so- fa- well I was going to say fans but of course as Ken Bates said so called fans because mm-hmm. only 300 odd of them are members of the club's membership scheme out of um, what is it they're, they've got like three and a half thousand members haven't they thereabouts I yeah. don't know why they don't want to pay a membership fee for tickets they can get anyway I mean it's so unreasonable of them they should really just set up a direct debit transferring a sum of money into Ken's bank account every month and that would probably make him better, su- better supporters you're not a true Leeds United fan unless you've got a receipt exactly <laughs> um, and we played uh, Lynn Oslo no we didn't they went bust um, was it Bran of Bergen Bran Bergen mm. yeah. I'm, glad we, I'm glad we didn't play Lynn they were after revenge <laughs> what, was, <laughs> what was their aggregate score was it 17-0 that over those something ridiculous but... 10-0 in the home leg and 7-0 away wasn't it that. Oddie, you must have been there. <laughs> Were you not? I wasn't actually. No. no. So, Brand won, Leeds United three. Um, obviously, as we know, Becchio scoring twice, uh, Sam scoring a goal in between uh, those two. Um, and I guess the big talking point from that game was the, the hatchet job injury, wasn't it, really? Assault. It was no better than common assault. He should have been arrested on the pitch. Uh, it was, well, he was just a pointless tackle I mean this guy's apparently a psychopath which is fair enough when I found, when I saw that bit from his um, autobiography where he, uh, he boasts about he boasts Roy Keane style about clattering a teammate for pretending he knows about wine um, <laughs> you're not Italian and you yeah. don't know about wine so he went Smack. in so he went into him on training saying he decided to snap his shitting legs like sticks <laughs> and then full stop and then new sentence felt good what position does this guy play he's a striker as as I can tell Although but he said, you never know he sounds like <laughs> he also said that he went to snap his legs but then the guy had concussion, concussion so how did that happen well that's, <laughs> that's that suggests he was he was a typical he, strikers challenge yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless he felled him like a tree and he just banged this his a, head on the way down we should, we should mention that we're referring to the snodgrass injury here aren't we yeah this is David Nielsen I think he's called and um, it, you know that's all all amusing sounds more like Dennis Nielsen I was going to say that brilliant, brilliant, wasn't it <laughs> um, and so that's all fine but don't do it in a pre-season friendly for crying out loud and it was such a pointless tackle as well and then um, if you watch the um, uh, clip of it then um, Snodgrass even though he's badly injured tries to get up and he almost wants to give him it looks like he aims for a backhanded slap it's like you can't decide whether he's going to elbow him slap him with the back of his hand and then he remembers that he's like his knee is falling apart and he just crumples back to the floor again but um, yeah bad news because Snodgrass was uh, looking looking good it looked like he'd had a restful summer maybe a few good nights sleep had uh, restored him to his, uh, his his brilliant best and instead we're just going to have to cope without him 
for anything up to the rest of his life. Worth mentioning, as we sort of t- <laughs> touched on earlier, that uh, it's on the website today, Monday, as we're recording this, that um, Grayson has said the injury sustained by Snodgrass is not as bad as first feared. And he was hoping it's weeks rather than months, which is good news. But we don't know what his first fears were. Death? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's put a time for at least say weeks rather than months, but, you know, there are 52 weeks in a year. <laughs> yeah. a lot of, could be a hell of a lot of weeks here. That's what they said about um, Painter as well, because Painter's got injured pre-season, and Grayson said, uh, contrary to reports, he hasn't broken both his legs. <laughs> yeah, a, br- a brush with injury. <laughs> oh, God. What? What's wrong with that? That's quite good. As Tumbleweed goes through the studio, yeah, so from uh, from Norway we popped back over to, uh, to Ellen Road in the first... Um Home pre-season friendly, and last for that matter as well against Wolves, thirteen thousand there, and we premiered our nice shiny blue kit that we were, were speaking a little about a little bit earlier. How on. do we feel about wearing the away kit at home? I always think that's a little odd. You know, I know we're selling England it. England have but done it a lot, haven't they? For when they've been selling kits, so. mm. it just makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Not a big deal. <laughs> so, you know, we're here to discuss these things. Does anybody else get anything they want to bring? <laughs> we shouldn't do, but they are trying to flog it in the club shop when everybody turns up at this. So. Yeah. yeah. Is this a good point to talk about it um, costing money on pay-per-view? Yeah, I would say so. Point, yes. Yeah. Well raised. Anybody tune in? No. no. I did notice, I watched the, um, the Bran the Bergen highlights on LUTV because I am a, a subscriber. I pay my £40 a year. Um, compared to £30 a year if Everton were a pre-season friendly to include for free, Ken. Um, so I did pay the money for that and I noticed that the highlights have um, the Norwegian commentary on them which almost seemed like a, a deliberate fuck you from the club that if you weren't prepared to pay £5 to watch this live and you're just going to tune in for the highlights for nothing apart from the £40 annual uh, subscription fee you can have it in Norwegian and pick the fucking bones out of that you... <laughs> right, all right. So <laughs> called support. It just seemed like the the typical. I just to say for the, at this point that, that for iTunes, there's an explicit uh, label. I don't think it's super explicit. <laughs> we're we're going to make it's the it's the new season, and we're feeling dirty. Um, it just seemed like a mealy mouth kind of thing Ken Bates would do because his his because. It, oh. Have you had a hard day at work? <laughs> it's easy. Come on, come on. We, we're all, talk. We're all <laughs> what's, what's up? We're all willing to give Leeds United way more money than is sensible. So for everybody to instinctively go, actually, no, that's a bad deal, suggests to me it's a bad deal. And then when Ken Bates then says, uh, oh, well, you know, if you don't want to sign Messi, nobody wants to sign Messi. <laughs> It's, that's not that's a straw man argument. He just trots out all the time and then say, "Well, you know, if you don't want to be a Premier League team with a Premier League internet TV setup, Everton are a Premier League team who can afford to pay a striker's wages for example, are where we want to be. Thirty pound, ten pound a year cheaper than uh, LU TV. Don't charge for pre-season friendlies, and I bet it's any good as well." <laughs> I think that the thing that's probably stuck in the throat about it being an LUTV is that uh, by virtue of the fact that it's called LUTV, um, the emphasis being on TV, that you would expect that I don't know, we, we get all the, the behind-the-scenes footage and, and the match highlights and stuff, that with something like this, especially if pre-season friendly, that you would think they'd use it perhaps to try and entice new subscribers in, not to milk the existing ones, and that it being TV and a fairly insignificant game that, you know... Well, there's two things on that. Firstly, when I first saw it mentioned, I thought, oh, that's nice, because um, I'm an LETV subscriber. I can, I can watch the pre-season 
friendly, and I thought it's a nice touch. Um, get that from, get that thrown in, great, and I'll, I'll tune in and watch it. Then I found out it was going to cost more money. Secondly, in Bates's um, defence of it all, he said that um, he was hoping that Leeds Leeds could do could broadcast more of these non-competitive matches using this new technology. It's not that new, Ken, <laughs> um, but it did. It made me wonder just what he means by that. Is he planning to start arranging meaningless friendlies just to put them on pay-per-view and get extra fivers out of all the subscribers? Because I don't know what other non-competitive games we're going to play over the next 12 months. But there was a um, suggestion of, of trying to strike a deal to get league matches that are not being broadcast, which <laughs> is contrary, I'm sure, to the collective bargaining thing that they, they do with the Football League. It's, I, I get a feeling that he's going to approach them and they're going to laugh at him. You know? Well, I loved, probably in Ken Bates' world, he probably thinks Man United haven't thought of that and that's why they haven't done it. <laughs> but on a more serious point, it was the thing that ruined Italian football, wasn't it, in the 90s, that they sold all the rights off um, individually from the clubs yeah. and it absolutely wrecked it because yeah. it's just the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. So... I know I don't like to chuck a slippery slope argument in because they're pointless, like you know. But it's true. If, if you start that off with one club, then they'll all do it, and it, and obviously it will benefit some more than others. It'll benefit Leeds United greatly, but it's not a good thing, is it? It'll benefit Ken Bates greatly. Well, yeah. well it won't because I'd, I'd love to see how many people actually signed up for uh, for the two games against Brown and Wolves to watch things. Right, and ask him. Oh yes, I look forward to my reply. Can you post two fingers through uh, Royal Mail? Um, I don't imagine it was anything like the take-up. It would have been if it had been open to non-subscribers just to pay a fiver and watch the game. And the argument that I should have just gone to Norway is valid, but um, not helpful. For the Wolves game, I actually tried to go to the game. I'd not, I'd not bought a ticket, um, and I turned up. You and couldn't it- unlock the front door. <laughs> When you say you tried, I, I, tr- I did try to go, I, but at, at kickoff I was still in a queue for the tickets that was level with the back of the cop. Um, what, like the, so the full length of the west end, yeah, yeah. through so the full length of the west end, including the little bit that snakes round at the front. So I just gave up and went home because I thought, <laughs> I thought at best I'm probably going to get to see the last five minutes of the first half, and I thought I don't really want to pay two goals. You would have seen then. Don't really want to pay twelve quid to to see half a pre-season friendly, so I just went home. <laughs> but it was annoying though there that the the West Stand ticket office was was open, but the East Stand one was open as well, but only for collections. But no one was collecting tickets, so there was about eight people in there just milling around doing nothing who couldn't sell a ticket, which I thought was a bit odd. But anyway, and then they were selling in for the Wolves then, and I asked if I could buy one in there and transfer around, and they wouldn't let me. <laughs> so never mind. Well, no. <laughs> it was a good win anyway, wasn't it? And it was a nice positive um, note to end pre-season on. Um, Gradle scored a fantastic goal. Great, I think mm. it, and it's looking like we're going to miss him perhaps for the start of the season. Well, we are because he's suspended. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why somebody's putting your coffee today, but it's not like tell he, you what. He's going to get away around it. Um, yeah, but he's going to be a bit of a miss for us. But hopefully, you know, if we do bring somebody else in uh, from, for the wide positions, maybe Sanchez Watt or whatever, um, then hopefully we won't miss him too much. But yeah, he's been looking lively and uh, he scored against uh, was it Gainsborough we played yes you're right there yeah good <laughs> <laughs> again the in-depth research really shining through in this podcast it's still pre-season yeah, yeah. technically 
Yeah, so Gradle um, does seem to have start, has played well during pre-season. This is why his his lack of um, ability to play for the first four games is doubly annoying. But yeah, if he if he starts playing well, like as well as he did in flashes um, when he was on loan, especially in towards the end of last season, then. Um, could be very useful him and Sam as long as he doesn't get suspended when he chucks his next mental <laughs> which is always a possibility <laughs> yeah oh, well half the reason why um, I thought it was useful Andy Hughes has got a new contract is maybe just to keep an eye on him <laughs> <laughs> um, just go warm up on the same wing that Gradle's on and just shout yeah. in his ear <laughs> keep your head on lad Gradle coach yeah <laughs> So it all kicks off this coming Saturday, the 7th of August. Uh, Leeds United are taking on Derby County at home. 5.15 kick-off and we're live on the Beep. Um, are we all looking forward to it? Very much. Yes. It's going to be good. It's probably the last time we're, we're going to say that with any confidence this season. Before it starts. We've kind of come full circle as well, playing Derby again on the opening day of the Championship. Yeah. Has it? And that finished all right. <laughs> <laughs> what was the result there? Was it? No, we won two one then. Did we? Um, I think Richardson scored from long range. I oh, better check this. Richardson <laughs> definitely scored. Was yeah. it two one or one nil? I can't remember. I have two one in my head, but did Duff's debut? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've just erased those three years from my memory. <laughs> one one problem we do have with the start of the new season with Derby and then Nottingham Forest is it's going to be a month of just interminable bloody Brian Clough references damned United references concert. so should we we should maybe just get them out of the way now 44 days yeah. could have done better given more time didn't go about it the right way Michael Sheen good impression of uh, is that everything? I think so good uh, so a um, couple of injuries in the squads before we, uh, we we kick off against Derby are we too worried about that or are we thinking we're in pretty good shape or I'm with with the possibility of more signings coming in as well, which the club's talking up. It's annoying that our new number nine as well, the injuries, because you sign a striker and you hope you can get him off the mark early. It's annoying that Snodgrass is one of the ones injured because he's one of our best players, but it's say the same about Kiznorbo, who we're going to miss um, until next year. So what you're saying is it's bad that players are injured? Yeah. It is. And annoying that the player <laughs> players are injured <laughs> equals bad. Yeah, players <laughs> suspended also equals yeah. bad. Gradle okay. and Sommer. I never actually saw what Sommer got sent off for on the last day. It was violent conduct because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. um, will... I remember hearing about that and doing a lead salute. Yeah, we, we made light of it, didn't we, when we... Uh, we did uh, that podcast uh, covered that weekend. We make light of lots of things. <laughs> yeah, and the fact is, it's actually come back to bite us on the arse. Most of it, not it? actually uh, broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, worth saying that we haven't lost on the opening day since 1989. It's, we've got to say it every season, haven't we, till it happens. I was at that game as well. Uh, landed back off uh, holiday from Croatia, I think, at that time. It might nobody have still went, been Yugoslavia. Nobody then. went to Croatia in 1989. Come we, on, you show off. We did, and if you looked over this our balcony at our hotel room, the gardens below, there were flowers spelling the word Tito, who was the uh, dictator at the time. A little bit of a and, uh, trivia for you. Actually, I, I know the flower bed of which you speak, so I've been to Croatia since then, and they were actually planted by Mark Viduka's father. Is that true? No, no, it's not true. <laughs> um, it was John Lukic's mum. <laughs> but... Landed back Manchester Airport. I think it was about our flight was delayed, and we landed back at Manchester Airport at something like one thirty, quarter to two. And um, 
my dad drove at speeds that are probably not safe for humans to go out, particularly when cars were that unsafe in the back end of the 80s as well. And we made it to uh, St. James's Park just to see us go behind, I think. So, um, what's this got to do with the Derby game? <laughs> we haven't lost we since haven't then. Lost. Right. Since then. Okay. Uh, well, are you. Oh, it's been plain sailing for Croatia as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, have, we haven't lost uh, on the opening day since Mickey Quinn tore us a new one, scored four goals that day, didn't he? Yeah, and th- th- there's the um, interview with Howard Wilkinson about it now on um, the website where he, he claims that they're failing to stop Peter Beardsley was part of the problem, even though Beardsley was playing for Liverpool at that point. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little bit concerning. Oh, Should wow, have been watching right. Gaza. <laughs> Gaza playing for Tottenham. Even so. He's possibly at KFC in his dressing gown, who knows. Um, so, yeah, do, we, do we fancy us to hold on to that record then? I mean, I don't know. Do we want to be responsible for cursing as a game? Let's not go down on the predictions route. Yeah. No. We, say, yeah, we say this every time we start discussing matches. I mean, we've got to have some thoughts and feelings on it. I, 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 I fancy us to win. I don't I think we're, we've got to be confident. I think we shouldn't underestimate um, the role of momentum. Uh, I mean, the promotion. We'll shame him as well. <laughs> I know. Oh dear me! How to follow that? I'd say um, one thing that is handy is uh, not kicking off till five fifteen because we'll have the um, psychological advantage of knowing what we have to do. <laughs> <laughs> How many goals we have to score to go top? I was going to say so we might get a chance of a pint before the game as well. Yeah, for those of us selling the magazine. Yeah, wow. if, you, um, if you think that you can conscionably sell it drunk, then um, that's uh, down to you. Ah, oh, dear me. But what I was going to say about the momentum was that, obviously, even though we sort of stumbled across the lining in Bristol Rovers and we only got promoted by the skin of the teeth, I don't think we should underestimate the effect that promotion has. I think we should carry it forward. And I fancy us to start off all right this season. Mm. I think we'll beat Lincoln. <laughs> I'm pretty confident about that one. No, we should, I, think, I think we'll do all right. I think there'll, there'll be a spell in the season where we'll probably go a month without winning a game and everyone will feel a bit miserable. Um, but it always happens, and I, I don't think anyone realistically expects us to go straight up again. So, is that a good thing that expectations have now been lowered because we're not in League One, where we were obviously we, we had to be nailed on to get out of that every time, and that pressure started to tell a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like when you look at look at the first couple of fixtures, we're playing teams that have actually won won the league before, whereas in League One last year we kicked off with bloody Exeter. Who've got absolutely nothing uh, in the history to suggest that they should beat us? So there's, there was always that honour. Yuri Geller, might have. Yeah, we've just got to hope that that kind of moderately sensible attitude sustains itself throughout the season. Because there is always there's always the risk with leads and expectations. Is that we'll start the season saying, well, a mid-table finish, lower mid-table be fine you know consolidation but people just forget that that means you're probably going to lose as many games as you'll win and yeah. then we get to Christmas and we've we've lost a bunch of games but we're like 16th and not really in any trouble and people start getting edgy and grace and it may, in many ways is the, the worst thing that could happen apart from losing every game but is the worst thing that could happen over the course of the next few months that we start off really well uh, first month and then it just peters out and the, the first six months and then the second you, half of the well, season yeah, I, I, I can't, I'm not I'm not having that again I'm not having it right I'm telling you now that's not happening again I'm not having it <laughs> drawing a line under that one but if we do if we start off the first month or if we start <laughs> off the Dan's first, had Moscow's coffee no, <laughs> uh, if we start off well in the first month but then it sort of peters out it, it's in danger of sort of mucking the whole season isn't it 
My hope for the season is that we end um, with Grayson still as manager because I think that will mean that we've done all right. I mean, he's got us out of league one once. He can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm normally against sacking managers for no reason anyway and I don't think anything that happens this season short of being banged 24th um, every single week. I don't see any reason why we should uh, even consider changing the manager at any point. Sacked by Christmas. <laughs> who is going to be this year's scapegoat, actually? Now Beckford's gone, because he used to... Painter, clearly. Yeah. Already people are haunting him in supermarket car parks <laughs> and trying to work out his bra size and accusing him of hanging around with undesirable elements like our reserve left-back. Well, they, Painter, is, is everything's his fault. They are big he's shoes. scouse as well. Yep. Big shoes to fill, aren't they, Beckford's? And he's got the shirt number, so yeah, you're probably right. Well, I hope he, all he needs to do is score a few goals when he gets back from injury and he'll mm, be fine. Beckford scored a few goals. and Yeah, but I think, I think mm. Painter's more, more akin to sort of his, uh, displaying his work rate, isn't he? I think we're going to see a more, a more, round, a more rounded <laughs> team this year. <laughs> so the three games we've got, as we, we mentioned, uh, Derby kicking off, we're on the Beeb, and then we've got Lincoln on the Tuesday after at home in the League Cup. Our, our route to Wembley starts off against Lincoln. When are we, when are we in the Johnson's GFP paint? Yeah. Oh, when's that? Oh, oh, we're not in it. Brilliant. Yeah. I might take an interest in it this year. Just yeah. so I can enjoy it. <laughs> uh, then the following Sunday, we are at Nottingham Forest away. And we, don't have a, we don't have a 3pm Saturday kickoff for a few weeks, do we? I think. What yeah, we're going to do Newcastle of this season, aren't we? They were on the telly every, every other week. But yeah, Forest away, Sunday the 15th, we're on Sky. Uh, me and you are going to this, aren't we, Michael? Yeah, we're going to go down to it. I'm... I'm uh, Looking forward to it. It's been a while since we've been to a, a proper club, unless you count, you know, Spurs mm. and Manu. But um, so yeah, we'll we'll do a special square ball report from uh, not live or anything. So. <laughs> we can record it live and then <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll record it on my phone or something. Yeah, uh, so that should be interesting. That should be quite testing, possibly more testing than Derby based on last year's uh, league finishes. I think Forest obviously just missed out on promotion. Derby were you know not pulling up any trees. Sorry for that. I think I think Forest will be probably right up there this year because it's quite a weak league as well. Because the team's coming down looking fairly poor, um, I would I would think Forest will be a good sort of benchmark for us, really. Yeah, it'll sort of. And equally, if we, if we lose four 0 we can say, well, they are a good side. <laughs> and hopefully, so. we can graffiti the dressing room again to uh, annoy Billy, 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 Billy Davis. <laughs> so that's the opening three that we've got um, coming up before the next podcast. Do, do, dare we make any sort of predictions for Forest? Because we don't really know how we're going to fare in this division, do we? The, we've got we've got the capability of being anywhere from I don't know fourth to twenty fourth yeah. yeah, no, to, to struggling. So uh, it's an interesting time, but let's just like we say, uh, at least expectations are lower this time. I'd be happy with three points from the first two games. It's, it's going to take a while for it to settle down because when does the transfer window close? Is it end of August? End of August. So yeah. we've still all got that nonsense to, to carry on for a while, and um, probably some other other any other Norwegian psychopaths in in Division Two that can cripple a player or two. So there's lots going to happen, but. Yes, there suck you go. it and see. See what happens. Lots can happen in football, eh? So those three matches uh, take us up to when we record the next Squareball podcast. We'll be doing that um, after the Forest game and before the Millwall game. And it'll cost you a fiver. <laughs> Paper listen. As long as long as you subscribe to the maggots, a fiver. <laughs> Far too generous. Um, so we'll have that podcast out. Um, 
about then. Uh, in the interim, if you want to get in touch with us about anything at all, you can tweet us at the Square Ball. We're also on Facebook, and you can drop us an email, podcast at the squareball.net. And uh, no better time to mention that the first issue of the brand new bumper, full colour, beautiful Square Ball magazine will be out on sale um, Saturday against Derby. When you finished it, that is. I need to finish making a magazine. Uh, so assuming we get it finished and printed in time. Yeah, it'll be on sale uh, on Saturday. It's going to be good, though, I think, uh, if I do say so myself. The uh, the write-your-own-article bit in the middle is going to be <laughs> it's going to be marvellous. Those blank pages that we've uh, we've set aside for you. Stick a photo. Bring your own pen, though. Yeah. Yeah, the the colouring section, I think, is going to go down well with the junior supporters. <laughs> as always, it's going to be a quid. 48-page full colour as well we're going up to this term. Um, I think that is ridiculously good value. I don't know how we do it. No, do I. Could you find out before we send it to the printer? <laughs> yeah, we best do, yeah. <laughs> I'm lying, I do know how we do it. Uh, subscriptions of the uh, the Squareball magazine are now available. Um, point your mouse at squareball.net forward slash shop. And there will be the new shop as well, I'd just like to say as well. Designed by your own fair hand. Oh, yes, I've done that over summer. That's, yeah, uh, that's, that's been a, a joyous event over there. Um, <laughs> I've got to say, the um, the map of Elland Road showing where the uh, the Squareball is actually available is perhaps the gayest thing I've ever seen. But it's also brilliant. <laughs> Did you do it in Microsoft Paint? Um, it was not far off, I think. <laughs> it was uh, it was a bit bodged together from some Google Street Map things, but people always ask where, where you can buy it around the ground, and people say, oh, I didn't see anyone selling it. So now you can find out where we are on there, and you can even come and say hello if you fancy stalking me already. <laughs> <laughs> I think just buying a magazine and leaving. Yeah. I'm the one without hair. Oddie's the one with a frame. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that'll be on sale, uh, all being well, of course it will be, uh, against Derby uh, on Saturday. And if you're listening to this uh, after the Derby game, it will also be on sale um, against Lincoln. I think the second issue will be out in September against Swansea, if memory serves. That's right. Ah, oh, good. So uh, plenty of time to get your hands on this, of course. Always available from the squareball.net forward slash shop. Oh, and also worth mentioning as well, there will be a digital download option uh, this year as well to fancy saving on the postage, particularly if you're uh, living abroad and you fancy having a read of the magazine. Digital download, dead cheap, uh, also available from the squareball.net forward slash shop. Well, then, final call for any other business, uh, gents, before we uh, we sign off for this uh, comeback edition of the Squareball podcast. We, we may almost have been comprehensive. <laughs> We've got practically covered anything. The only thing Lacking research of. in most areas, yet strangely comprehensive. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. This could work for another <laughs> season. Um, the only other thing is the ownership, but there's not really anything to say other than we're all as confused well, as we given, were before. We... Given that we've used up our, our whole hours allocation already, um, <laughs> we, don't, hour. we don't have another five hours to give to the ownership statement. If you haven't seen this, by the way, it's on the, on the club uh, official website. Uh, don't read it out, for God's sake. I will have people uh, jumping off cliffs and stuff, but... Um, <laughs> It's a, a tangled web, but we knew that anyway. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. It's nice to be have it confirmed that we are a member of the West Riding County Football Association because you always forget that football clubs are actually members of their local county associations as well. So that's nice to have that confirmed in the first paragraph. After that, it's just meaningless nonsense, and I don't know what the hell any of it means. But um, I think that might be the point. Yeah, comprehensive, as you say. Uh, I presume they hope the tax man will look at it as well and go... <laughs> <laughs> I can't be arsed looking through that. That sounds a bit, sounds a bit wordy. Straight over my head. <laughs> <laughs> Probably also worth mentioning that you did have an exclusive uh, on the last podcast, Moscow, but it, oh, that was yeah. lost. Oh, I, I, um, murdered, I murdered your yeah, exclusive. It's, it's not 
that exclusive anymore because of the massive banner on the east uh, stand. But it was exclusive. <laughs> it was exclusive a few weeks ago. I knew you. before um, any of you three, at least, <laughs> that um, Hesco Bastion were going to stick a big banner on the east stand. I didn't know that they were going to ruin um, Radio Bates's um, commentary by having them shoehorned in every ten minutes during the match mentioned. Um, um, we may as well do it, Hesco Bastion, protecting, protecting the, the troops. Um, so get used to hearing that until you want to, uh, um, until you want to chin somebody. We've we've got all that to look forward to with the Derby game as well, because uh, some of the reports from the Wolves friendly of the um, levels of sponsorship that our our new um, what's he called Bell, the commercial director that we got from incredibly successful Portsmouth FC, has. Uh, Apparently ramped up the in-ground advertising, big style. Um, so it's, we got not, that. it's not a bad thing, you know, selling advertising. Sponsorship is the way forward. It's I not think. a bad thing selling advertising, but then um, annoying the fuck out of the people you're trying to advertise to may be counterproductive. Well, yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of people in Leeds who need um, reinforcements <laughs> for war zones. <laughs> Such as the products supplied by Hesco Bastion. Well, yeah, and there's the South Stand sponsors as well. These, Beeston these, can get uh, a bit tasty on a Friday night. These solicitors who are sponsoring the South Stand have uh, apparently, I think, they're individually reading out like football chants on the big screen or something. Um, it doesn't sound good. But so hey, we've got that to look forward to. Money makes the world go round, doesn't it? Uh, well, it, it buys Ken Bates champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that comprehensive, uh, any other business roundup, and it was incisive and comprehensive, I felt. Well, the smoking... No, never no, mind. No. Smoking area's not interested. Actually, um, yeah, that's one other thing. Oh. <laughs> in in um, It just seemed a bit unnecessarily harsh, the word, and I don't smoke, but on the letter that came with the season ticket, Ken Bates was saying, and we've installed new smoking areas, so if you can't live without your noxious weed, you can <laughs> you can go out there and... Fulfill your filthy desires at half time or something <laughs> something along those lines. I thought oh. it seemed a little bit That's one of the things about being back is we get another nine months of Ken Bates just telling us off <laughs> an old man just shouting at us. I do just a final point, just wonder why he treats us like he's bad medicine that we have to take rather than perhaps just occasionally giving us a cuddle. Metaphorical cuddle. Yeah. All I ask is a word as original with my match ticket. <laughs> Well, we're on that, I was down at the fun day yesterday uh, and queuing to get in for the uh, signing with the players. Oddie does have children, he wasn't there by himself. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a bloke in front of me, um, he pushed in, so I, was, I was about to chin him, and so I realised he was with his wife and daughter. So he chinned her instead. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he just comes through and says, you never guess what I've just bumped into. Now this may be libelous, it may not be true, but this is what he was telling everybody. <laughs> It, Bates walked out of the West Stand as he was walking past. So this guy says, hold on, Mr Bates, how are you doing? And he told him off for having his hands in his pockets. <laughs> and he called him a scruff. <laughs> oh, we can't top that. Yeah. We've, got, we've got to stop there. That's, <laughs> okay. that's it. That's the end of the podcast. It's got to be. I did also once see someone in the West Stand car park um, get Gerald Krasner to sign a... Um, so, so sign something and then go and then go. At least I got someone to wipe my ass on now. <laughs> <laughs> right in his face, and he did not look pleased. He never looked pleased, but we definitely can't top that. Let's uh, let's sign off now. We'll be back. <laughs> Back in a fortnight, then. Uh, thanks for lending us your ears for the last hour. Uh, we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, thank you from me, and see you later from Michael Normanton. Bye-bye. And Moscow White. Bye-bye. <laughs> and Oddie. Bye-bye. We'll speak to you in a fortnight. Enjoy the start of the season.
To buy The Square Ball magazine, get back issues and podcasts, visit thesquareball.net. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.